Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. And would you help me welcome my internet family? God bless you. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Ooh. I don't know about you. If that didn't minister to you, your wood's wet. <laughs> On behalf of Pastor Tim and Miss Alicia, they send their greetings and their love. They're going to continue. Uh, Pastor Tim will continue on the series Frequency this coming Sunday. We also have baptism, and we also have the leadership kickoff, as Isa was saying. There's a lot of things that are going on at Meadowbrook Church. There's a lot of things that are happening by the Spirit of God at Meadowbrook Church. But not only at Meadowbrook Church. We also believe that in your house, the Spirit of God is doing something in your homes. We come to church, but when we come to church, this is like the big holy huddle, if you will. It's the, it's the time after, it's halftime, and we're here to, to learn, we're here to renew, we're here to change, but we got to go back and live life. We got to, quote, unquote, play the game. And we need the Spirit of God. I need him. How about you? And we need to know him more and more. The past few times that we have come together that I've ministered before you here, we talked about surrender because he is Lord. We talked about chosen, being anointed and appointed. We talked about the summons of a king referring to Mephibosheth and Bartimaeus. And tonight I want to ask you a question. What is this dream that you have? What is it that awakens you in the middle of the night to pray for something? What is it that seems unfulfilled in your life and you're asking God to help you fulfill that in your life? Is it your dream or is it his? When it's his, man, you you guys look like raccoons looking at a headlight. (laughs) That means that the Lord is speaking to you and to me. And what is this thing that keeps you up at night or when... Something happens, you think about, I can be a part of that. I can do that. I can help that person. What is it that you have dreamed? Or what is it that you've lost? And it frustrates you because you live unfulfilled. There are things inside of you that you have not discovered because God is planting them in there. And maybe you have forgotten about it or you knew it and then you didn't know how to develop it. You are uniquely different than anybody else in this world. God designed you with a specific calling to go do and fulfill something that nobody else could do. Maybe it's to be a stay-at-home mom. Maybe it's to be a teacher. Maybe it's to start a business, own your own business. Maybe it's to come up with new ideas. Maybe it's to work with your hands. God has designed you to dream something and to do something for his glory. What is that? What is this dream that you have? What is it that frustrates you because you're not doing it? Or when you're doing it, it's like this. When I do blank, I feel the most fulfilled. What is that? Maybe it's to start a small group. Maybe it's to be a part of the I am the 250 
Because a dream without a plan is just a daydream, a pipe dream. It'll never happen. With your dream, you got to have a plan. You have to have a purpose. You have to pray. There's got to be a passion. It's going to cost you something. Did I say that? Yes, I did. In order to say yes to something, you have to say no to something else. Have you ever noticed in life that things worth having are worth fighting for? Your country, your family, your prayer time. I ask you again, what is this dream that you have? In Genesis 37, verses 3 through 5, it says this, Now Israel loved Joseph. Joseph means that he may add. And it says more than any of his other sons because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his other brothers, they hated him and would not or could not speak to him peacefully. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. I have a coat of many colors too. Look at this. See? If you don't like it, that's okay. They hated Joseph's coat. And you may not like my coat, but guess what? It's my coat. This belongs to me. And there are certain things in your life that belong to you because they were given to you by your father. What is that dream that you have dreamed? In the dictionary of biblical languages in the somatic domain of Hebrew of the Old Testament, that's a long name for a book. As I was reading, there are two forms of dreams, but it's the same word in Hebrew. One of them is a noun and one is a verb. One is a thing that you have and the verb is the action that you should take toward that dream. I'll read them to you. Everybody say the word halam. Halam. Halam means this, to have a series of thoughts, images, or feelings that occur during sleep or in a state of consciousness, but in an altered state of awareness. And I'll read you this scripture to kind of describe it. In Psalms 126, 1 through 3, it says this, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Then our mouths filled with laughter and our tongues with shouts of joy. And they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them, and the Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Watch this. Has the Lord been good to you? And when you think about it, some things should stir in you. That's halam, the dream. Because you remember how you came out from the world and came into Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but when Pastor Tim gets up and he starts to talk about the presence of God and, and the livingness of the, the Holy Spirit, I don't know, that's, that's not a proper word, but you get what I mean. Uh, livingness, I don't think that's a word, but there's certain emotions that come to him, watch, and he begins to cry. And I remember, and guess what? I get teary too because I remember how the Lord delivered me from captivity and joy filled my mouth. Joy is exerted upon you based on a feeling. When I look at my wife, I have good feelings. Praise the Lord. Did I just say that? Yeah, I said that. Here's the second part of the word, which is still the word halam. It means to receive a communication from God in a visual, 
form, whether awake or asleep. This is where we have visions and open dreams. And it says, in order to make something known and to take action toward. In order to know and take action toward. I ask you, do you have a halam that's a noun or a halam that's a verb? Because if you just think about it, those feelings of joy will eventually become feelings of frustration. Because God wants you to do more. He loves us enough to accept us the way we are, but yet to change is to go forward in him. What has God called you to do that you're not doing? Maybe it's starting to tithe. Maybe it's starting to be part of the dream team. Maybe it's to sign up to go with your application this coming Sunday over to our leadership kickoff. Whether you're leading a group or not, if you have a desire to learn more about, go to the gym tomorrow. I mean, it's not tomorrow, Sunday. And I'm going to continue on in Genesis 37 verse 5 and it says now Joseph had a dream and when he told it to his brothers they hated him even more he said to them hear this dream that I have dreamed behold we everyone say we behold we were binding sheaves in the field and behold my sheaf arose and stood upright and behold your sheaf gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf watch this before we go on if you don't know what to do concerning your dream Begin by getting involved in the church. You notice there I said, we were together binding sheaves. When you get together part of the dream team, guess what? You're binding sheaves. You're welcoming people. You're changing diapers. You're parking cars. And the Lord will speak to you concerning something else to do. But God never called you to sit in the pew and just stay there. Don't look at me so serious, guys. I'm trying to help you. I'm not scolding you. I'm trying to get the best to you. You have to do something at we, but then there are times when I've been serving, when I first came, there were certain things that I wanted to do, but first I had to get involved. The first thing that I did before I was even hired in staff, guess what? I went to growth track, membership classes back then, and I was faithful, and I got involved with the Spanish ministry, and the Lord gave me ideas and things, and then the Pastor Tim calls me, and he said, would you like to go to lunch? I was, I said, uh, no. No, I said, yeah, I'd like to go to lunch. Because I was involved, the Lord kept speaking to me. And watch this. You don't have to promote yourself. The Lord will promote you. So we're going to continue on reading here before I start to sweat so much and get my coat of many colors all sweaty. Here we go. Verse 8, and it says this. His brother said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? Or, or, or are you indeed to rule over us, excuse me? So they hated him even more for his dreams, for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers. He didn't learn the first time. And it says, and behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and brothers indeed come down and bow ourselves to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous. But watch this. Father, maturity, wisdom changes. But his father kept these sayings in his mind. You know where also this also appears? Mary, when the angels appeared to her, 
the angel appeared to her and said, you're going to conceive. And then the angels, uh, the angels appeared to the shepherds, and the shepherds came, and they were there before Mary. Guess what Mary did once she had the baby? She says she looked, and she kept all these things in her heart. Why is that important? Because when God gives you a dream, what starts to happen is this. You become clouded in your voices that are around you in your soul and your thinking. That's why Pastor Tim and I encourage you, if you have not heard the the beginning parts of the, the series Frequency Go, because when you keep things in your heart and when you get confused, I ask you this, what was the last clear thing God told you to do? And if you ponder it in your heart, the Holy Spirit will remind you and you go back to what you were doing and get rid of some of the stuff. Watch this. They may be godly, but it's distracting. Smile. You need to be focused. Do you realize that it's getting darker out in the world? And we as the children of God, the church of Jesus Christ, should burn lighter and brighter. I mean, brighter and brighter in everything that we do. But if we're confused and we say, well, we're going to start this or maybe that and this, God is not schizophrenic. Do I need to say that again? No, I better not. Watch this. We're going to move on here. I ask you, what is the dream that you have? And I'm here to tell you that you too have a coat of many colors. The distinctive quality that God has put in you to do something for his kingdom. No one else thinks like Ricardo. No one else thinks like Pastor Musselman. No one else thinks like Mr. Torres and Vanessa over there. Nobody else thinks like you. We are born originals and most of us die copies. Don't do it. I was about to say, don't do it, Ethel, but don't do it. (laughs) What is this dream about? Is it about success or is it about significance? What burns in your heart to accomplish for others? What picture do you see yourself doing? What do you picture yourself doing? And in that, Pastor Tim pictures a church that is Multicultural, multi-generational. He pictures a church that is growing beyond capacity. He pictures a church that, that Meadowbrook Church exists to help people find peace on earth, transforming lives of the gospel of Christ, helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Pastor Tim views and he's communicated this vision. Kingdom builders, the next step, dream team central renovations, special needs, multi-site. We are better together, small groups. You have a part to play within this local body. You can do something. Helen Keller said, I cannot do everything, but by the grace of God, I will do what he has called me to do. What is it that God tugs on your heart? What is that passion that drives you to come to church day after day after week after week? Is it just to play religion? Is it just to get a nice little feeling meaning the dream of the noun, or is it the dream of the verb? I encourage you again to learn to hear the voice of God. Pastor Tim said some things here. He said, we need to learn to lean into the Spirit of God because that is directly connected to the dream he wants you to fulfill. The mistake that we make is that we look for position and not mission. Listen to that. The issue that we have is when we dream, we look for a position and we think 
that with our position, people will bow down to us. Oh, that was good, man. You guys are like. But God wants us to focus on mission, the purpose of a thing, so no one bows down to one another, that we have a creative order the way God designed it, and then we are better together. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a good amen on that. Position is not all bad. Because to accomplish your dream and your mission, you have to know your position in Jesus Christ. See, when we look for position within influence, we miss it because we first need to know our position in Christ. Who are we in Christ Jesus? Who does Jesus say that I am? Because when these voices come to tell you you're not good enough, I'm jealous of you, I hate you because of your coat, because of your many colors, and I don't like this, and you do this wrong, you need to stand firm in who you are in Christ first. You have to know who you are in Christ Jesus that you are more than a conqueror, that you are the head and not the tail, that you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that you are the sheep of his pasture, and he loves you and cares for you and wants to do great things through you and for you. You have to know that before anything else. So position is not all bad. Joseph's brothers saw his position, meaning above them, so they hated him. And I'm here to tell you that... uh, Some people may not like what you stand for. They may not like the way you talk or dress. They may not like the color of your skin. They may not like that you're old. They may not like that you're young. They may not like you're overeducated, undereducated. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself this. Who is the one that's calling you? Who is the one that has put that dream in your heart? See, what does your prayer life reflect? Does it, regre- does it reflect power and prosperity and position, meaning give me? If that's the only level of prayer that you have, then you need to shore up and become a little bit more healthy in your prayer life. We need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray that God birthed something in me to answer somebody's issue or problem. Watch this, watch this statement. Position without a mission is just ego. Position without mission is ego. I was one of those. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. I've been one of those. Well, if I have this and I go there and I meet this person and all that, things will go great and things will be better. And guess what? Ego, ego, ego. It's all about give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. Give me. No, it don't. It doesn't. Power with purpose is really, watch this, power without purpose is really having and wanting people to bow down to you. Joseph saw his dream, but it wasn't until years later that the purposes of God began to unfold. Sometimes in in my 20s and uh, early 30s, I wanted to push, I wanted to push, I wanted to push. See, but the Bible says through faith and patience we inherit the promises of God. Prayer, purpose, plan. Now I want to talk something, and we're going to spend a little time on this. It's called persist. Persistence. Everyone say persistence. His brothers hated him. They threw him into a pit. They sold him into slavery. Potiphar's wife tempted Joseph day after day. She lied about him, and he was cast into prison, but yet he kept serving God. Man. 
And sometimes you get so upset when somebody sits in your chair that, you know, you don't want to come to church. Or they didn't play my favorite song or someone's in my parking spot. The issue is not the church. The issue is with you. Did I just say that? Yes, I did. We need to realize that this life that we live is not going to be a cakewalk. We are soldiers in the army of God. See, a lot of times we don't like to talk about that. It's like, Lord, help me. And he does want to help you. Lord, show me. He does want to show you. But sometimes you got to get up and get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you got to be strong in spirit and persist against the devil that comes to destroy your dream. Don't look at me. I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you there's been times in my life that my stinking thinking was my worst enemy. I'm not going to do it. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too ugly. I don't know. They don't like Mexicans. I don't know. All this stuff is going through my head. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. We have so many channels on our TV that we need to change the channel in our thinking. You know something? Because if not, this dream that's dying in you, frustration builds. And then what happens, certain voices, they don't like you. You don't know this. You don't know enough of that. People pass by going to meetings. Why didn't they invite me to the meeting? Insecurity. Like what you're laughing about there. I won't answer. (laughs) Certain things try to creep in, but you, because you're strong of spirit, you got to change the channel. You got to shift your dish, if you will, in order to get the right channel. Negativity, change the channel. Gossip, change the channel. Uh, Somebody, change the channel. Uh, You're good in the Lord. I'm going to raise up the volume on that channel. You need to change because why? Because you and I, most of the time, we're so concerned about our history that we miss our destiny. Your history, my history is covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. Either Jesus forgives or he doesn't. I'm getting excited now. The last couple of times it was about a seven. Now I'm about to eight and a half. So I better dial it down a little bit. Have you ever noticed that you can't drive a car forward while looking in your rearview mirror? Now watch this. Have you also noticed that the windshield is much bigger than the rearview mirror? God wants you to look forward. God told Abraham, lift up your eyes and look. Look around. Look up to the sky. Look to the sands. These will be your descendants. And you think Abraham said, yeah. If you go back to the book of Romans chapter 4, it says that he had to be strengthened in his faith by giving glory to God. Sometimes you're thinking to change the channel, you got to go, Lord, I just give you glory. I know you're in charge. I know that you're with me. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. You're in me. You're working through me. Spirit of God, I am the temple of the Almighty God. Help me today. You have to be strong in spirit. You have to believe that you have a dream. In this strong spirit, I want to share with you a few things here. We need to change the channel. And this is the next thing. We need to manage our emotions and manage our maneuvers. Manage your emotions. Think. Manage to look over, to guide, to hold within a certain realm or code of doing things. 
You have to manage those emotions. You know why? Because the enemy will trigger emotions that you thought you never had from way past and bring them back up to you like it just happened yesterday. Don't look at me. I'm talking to you. Watch this. I'm telling you. One moment, you'll be like really high. Then the next moment, something happens and your joy goes out the window. We need to learn to manage our emotions. And that will make light of the things that have happened to some of you. Someone walked out on you. You had a miscarriage. You can't have a baby. Somebody that said they would love you forever is now in prison. I don't know the situation. I don't make light of your emotions. But God never called us to live by our emotions. He called us to live by faith in his word. And sometimes I feel it and sometimes I don't. When I don't feel it, I still know that it is because his word tells me it is. Strong of spirit. My friends, in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, it says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Ephesians 6, 10 in the Amplified, it says this, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with him. Draw your strength from him. That strength which is boundless might provides. When you don't bounce back, when you don't bounce back quickly, it's a sign of immaturity. It's really quiet here, but I'm trying to help you. Pastor Tim always tells us that maturity is measured on the time that it takes you to bounce back. Here's another thing about a dream. Any of you ever heard of Steve Furtick, Pastor Steve Furtick? He talks about dreams and desires, and he says this. If the size of your, for your dream is not intimidating you, then it's a good chance that you're insulting God because you're in control. I'll say that again. In other words, God wants you to do something so big, and you say yes one moment, and the next moment you go, holy moly, what in the world am I stepping into? That's why you need God. That's why you need to lean into his spirit. That's why you need to dream and realize that you have a coat of many colors. That's why you have to look through your windshield and not your rearview mirror. And that's why you and I need to manage our emotions. You and I can do it through the spirit of grace. Be strong in spirit. Pastor Tim told us this not too long ago. He says, when we see how God sees, we are more inclined to do what he says. When we will, we will then walk like he walks and talk like he talks. When we see what God says. Watch. When we see what God says. I'm going to share this last scripture with you. And then we're going to do a little time of ministry here. In Joshua 1, 6 through 9, it says this. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to the fathers to give you. Only be strong, and watch this, and very courageous, he says now. Being careful to do according to all that is in the law of Moses, my servant has commanded you, do not turn from the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. 
for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Haven't I commanded you, be strong and courageous. Don't be frightened, and do not be dismayed. In other words, take control of your emotions. And it says, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You have a coat of many colors. You have a distinguishing factor that God wants to use you to do. Sometimes you have to look for counsel. Sometimes you have to go into prayer and fasting. Sometimes you have to listen to other voices. But don't listen to so many voices that you cloud the frequency of God. The frequency of God is your number one priority. And the frequency of God will always confirm his word. And you have to be strong and very courageous because sometimes things don't look like they should look. Joseph was promised the palace, but he wound up in a pit. What do you and I do when we're in the pit? Because if we can't praise him in the pit, we're never going to praise him in the palace. Be strong and very courageous. Listen to the lyrics of these words of this song. You know why? Because some of us in here may not be strong. Some of us right now may not be courageous. So listen to the words, the lyrics of this song, and then we'll come back and pray. Here I am, down on my knees again, surrendering all, surrendering all. Find me near, Lord, as you draw me here, desperate for you. Father, we surrender all that's in our heart to you. If we're strong, we give it to you. If we're weak, we give it to you. We just scrutinize and we examine our heart, dear Lord, and we give it all to you. We surrender it, dear God. We give honor to you, Holy Spirit. Do the work that only you can do. Rest upon your people. Change their lives like never before. Speak to them like never before. They have dreams and visions and things they're believing for to help others, dear God. Surrender that. Refine that. Give them what they need, dear God. Not for self, just absorption, but to give out. To be dispensers of your grace. Dispensers of your mercy. Dispensers of your wisdom. Dispensers of your love. Give it to them, dear God. Multiply it to them, dear Lord. Vision, purpose, direction, strength, blessing.
Sing that again. I surrender. Come on, sing it, guys. I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender. I surrender. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory and all the honor. We know that what's happened here today is because of your glory and because of your grace. We just say thank you for being with us and visiting us and touching our lives and transforming us and saving us and filling us anew with with fresh manna from high. We shake off the cobwebs. We, we stir ourselves up. We fan the flame. And we look to you, dear Lord, the head of the church. Now bless your people. May your grace and your power always shine upon them. May you always be with them, protecting them. May people always be at peace with them. May the peace always be in their home. And I just sense in my heart healing to those that need healing. Healing to bodies from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Let the anointing of God heal you now. We thank you. And I just sense in my heart, there's some people here that have wanted to have a baby. And I say, in the name of Jesus, conceive with your husband. Conceive with your husband in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we just give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. I hope you received something. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.